Buenos dias, buenos dias, buenos dias. Welcome to today's Mayito Minute. Today I'm going to talk a little bit about leadership, about creating, having a good team, and being a good leader, that kind of stuff. And over the weekend, you guys maybe aren't much into cycling, but over the weekend, it, it seems that uh, one of the races that happened, one of the professional races that happened, could have been the last race for one of the most successful, he's considered probably the greatest sprinter of all time, a rider named Mark Cavendish. And Mark Cavendish uh, has won over 40 uh, stages in the Grand Tours, which are the three big races, uh, the Giro d'Italia, the Tour de France, and then the Vuelta España. And he's won over 40 stages in those three. He's won over 30 alone in the Tour de France. Just a dominant sprinter. He's been world champion before, and he's won lots of other races. And you know, the news of, uh, he just kind of blurted it out when he finished, a reporter stuck a camera in his face and he was very emotional and he was teared up. And, you know, the reporter was asking him, man, I guess that was a really hard race for you. And he said, yeah, you know, it, it could have been my last one. And just looking at the responses on social media, uh, regarding this event, so many folks just don't want to see him go. Look, he's not as prolific of a winner as he once was. He's definitely slowed down. Uh, I actually can't remember when the last time was that he even won a bike race, um, let alone something like a stage in the Tour de France or like a, a really big race like that. But nonetheless, those of us that love cycling, we don't want to see him go. Now, why is that? Now, to kind of back up here, he's a sprinter, and he crosses the line first, but you usually don't see him all day long. What you usually see is a team of individuals, five, six, seven individuals that are committed, committed, wholly committed to making sure that you don't see him all day until you need to see him which is when he's crossing the line. And Mark Cavendish very much so understands this. And he very much so understood that he was, well, he was the finisher. He was the guy that was going to be called upon to deliver the final result. But he knew that that final result did not happen apart from the efforts and the intentionality of the entire team built around him at these races. And I just want to share a really, really neat story with you about Mark Cavendish. He was doing the Tour de France, and he was riding for a team called Dimension Data. And Dimension Data had a they had an initiative in Africa where they were donating bicycles. They had a project where they would raise money for uh you know, kids to, to get young people to get into cycling out there. And so they had some riders on their team that were from Africa to kind of bring up awareness for that cause and to, you know, bring light to that. 
And so he had a rider uh, on his team in this particular Tour de France who was a climber, you know, lighter, lighter guy. Uh, he would go uphill really well. Um, but, you know, the Tour de France has uh, flat days, flat stages that are going to end in sprints. And they're windy sometimes. And they're just not the best kind of days for somebody who's a climber like this particular individual. And the way the story goes was that this individual was kind of moping around and he was kind of bummed and he looked a little bit downtrodden. And when Cavendish asked him why, uh, he began to tell him, well, because, you know, tomorrow is a, is a flat stage. It's a, it's a sprinter stage. And, um, you know, I'm just going to be, I'm going to be useless out there. I'm not going to be able to help you guys to, to do what you guys need to do so that you can ultimately be successful and win a stage. And Cavendish began to talk to this individual and say, what, what are, what is your role tomorrow? And this guy was like, well, you know, early in the stage, um, I'm going to be going, I'm going to be the guy that's got to go back to the car and, you know, I've got to, I've got to get bottles uh, for you guys to make sure that you guys are, you know, well hydrated. And so Cavendish picks up the conversation and says, exactly. He said, tomorrow's going to be a really hot day. And he said, I'm probably going to go through 10 to 12 bottles. He said, how many trips would I have to make back to the car or somebody in my lead out train? How many trips would they have to make back to the car for me to have my 10 to 12 bottles and for them to have the amount of bottles that they're going to have? on this particular day. But instead, we've got you and you can do that for us and you're saving us valuable energy with these trips back to the car and then moving back up through the caravan and then delivering those bottles to us. And he said, "So, yeah, when the race gets really really fast and, you know, uh hot and heavy towards the end in the last, you know, 15, 20, 15 kilometers, you're probably not going to be there anymore, but we're going to still be there and I'm still going to have a team around me because of all of the work that you did earlier to make sure that I was hydrated and that I had everything that I needed so that now I can do my job, which is to cross the line first. And after this conversation, you know, Cavendish said that, you know, this guy kind of perked up and this guy had this new swagger and energy about him. And the next day he, he did a fantastic job. And I, I don't know if they won that stage. I can't remember. I can't recall. But that that's not the point. The point is that for those of us that are in leadership positions or we want to be leaders, we have to understand that there are individuals that are part of our team that do things that allow us or our business, or our team to be successful. And we've got to make sure that we make those folks feel honored. And we've got to make sure that we feel, make sure that those folks feel special. And if you're a younger person listening to this podcast, this is vitally important for you in this day and age. Because as I watch sports, what I see more and more as a trend is that young people are more prone to cheering for individuals on teams. 
So, you know, a young person will bounce around with a player like LeBron James. They are a Heat fan, and then they're a Cavaliers fan, and then they're a Lakers fan, and they follow him around. He's an individual. So wherever he goes, that will be the team that I will cheer for. But you're not really a Lakers fan. You're not really a Cavaliers fan. You're a LeBron James fan. And the toxicity of having that mindset is that we begin to believe that that particular individual is able to make that team successful by himself. And that's just not how it is. He needs everybody around him. And more importantly, you know, these individuals, sure, they may get more press, they may get more limelight, there may be more focus on them, but they've got to figure out how to make the other individuals around them better and perform at a higher level so that they can all contribute to the efforts of the team to make that team successful. So that's just something that I've just been kind of thinking about the last couple of days as I there's been a lot of sports on television with football going on and the NBA finals just finishing up and just all of these different sports and just thinking to myself about the fact that we've we've got to be careful and we've got to make sure that we protect the idea of of what a team really is and what it all entails and the fact that everybody has a role and every role is important. I would dare say that the roles that are done behind the scenes, the roles that nobody talks about, they can be even more important. Now hear me out. Here's the reason why. Because those are often the ones that don't get written about. Those are often the ones that don't get discussed. So who are going to be the individuals that are going to be able to fill those roles that aren't as sexy, they're not as popular, that not as many people want to do. See, everybody wants to be Mark Cavendish. Everybody wants to sprint across the line with their arms in the air. But who wants to be the fourth guy in that lead-out train that eight kilometers from the line just pops off the group, does their job, and then they limp in four minutes behind? Not many people hear about that guy. But that particular individual, what it takes to be that individual is somebody who's humble, Somebody who's able to kind of tamp down their ego for the good of the team. Somebody who genuinely understands the idea of the team. But as a leader, we've got to be able to make, we've got to make sure that we're looking around and that we recognize those folks. Because let me tell you something, it does get hard over time to be that person over and over and over again. Especially when the press catches wind of it. Or other people catch wind of it and say, hey, when are you going to give so-and-so a chance? When are you going to let so-and-so do their thing? I think they're ready. But perhaps that's the role that they are meant to fulfill for their entire time on that team, for their entire careers, what have you. I'll leave you guys with this. I don't remember. I've been trying to dig this up and I can't find it. If you guys know where this is at, I'd love for you to share it with me so that I can share it again. But it was a story about a a gentleman on Twitter. He trains, he does physical training with um, elite athletes, with professional athletes and uh, basketball players, I think specifically. 
this player was in the NBA. Uh, I cannot remember his name, but he ultimately became a member of the San Antonio Spurs, and I believe that he has a couple of championship rings for his, his efforts, for his time on that team. But one day, he and, and his trainer, this guy on Twitter that, that put this out there, they were in the gym, and the trainer said to him, listen, I think we're doing this the wrong way. You're wanting to be on this particular team. You want to be a member of this particular organization, which by the way, San Antonio Spurs, fantastic organization, very team oriented, right? And he said, but they've got guys that can do these things already. And these are the drills that we're doing. These are what we're trying to you know, we're, we're, we're drilling over and over again, these particular skills, and they've already got guys that can do those things. They've already hired, you know, these other athletes to do that for them. But here's what they don't have. Here's what they're missing. And I believe that if we work on that, that you can be the man for the job, that you can fill in, in that critical area that they're, that they're missing at this particular point. And the player, again, what did I say? They understand team. They, they, they suppress their ego. He said, let's do it. Give me the focused work that I need to do to improve in that particular area. And they got to work. And the story goes, he, he made the team. And the story goes that I believe that they won some championships. Uh, San Antonio Spurs may have been Houston Rockets. I can't remember exactly. But the point of the story is that this particular individual did it. He pivoted. He, he got uncomfortable and said, okay, well, if this is what they need and if this is what I've got to do and if this is how I can make them better, then I will do that. I will work on that. I will be intentional on being that type of player for that team. Just a great story. So, you know, hopefully as we go about, and if you're listening to this podcast, then hopefully you're, you're, you've got eyes to be a leader. Whether you've got that label officially or not, you're hopefully doing it with your character. You're hopefully doing it with the way that you think. You're hopefully doing it with the way that you go about your craft. So hopefully this episode has helped you to think about your current position in your organization, your team, your business, whatever that happens to be. And, you know, how can we change the trend or maybe not even change the trend because that's such a hard thing to do to go against the entire culture, but within our subcultures of wherever we are part of a team to change that mindset so that we can become more team oriented and ultimately we can all be more successful. All right. That's what I got for you guys. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. I appreciate you guys. If you're enjoying the podcast, give the podcast a subscribe, share the podcast, let somebody know about what we're doing over here. All right, folks. Thanks so much. Until next time.